Hello, New Creation Family Church and the folks that will be listening to the podcast. Pastor Gary has a good word for us today. It's one of those awesome hooting and hollering and shouting messages. <laughs> well, actually, it should be. I'm being a little bit sarcastic and funny, but it should be. It's called Examine Yourself. Now, it actually is a shouting message because when we examine ourselves, it causes us to go higher in God and receive more of what he has for us. So it is actually a shout and rejoicing message. Take it away. <laughs> so welcome to the Transformation Podcast. Those of you joining us uh, on the podcast, um, uh, I was praying about, well, I was reading things and I hear stuff all the time and about people and the the situations that they're in as a pastor you hear stuff <laughs> and you know this stuff because you care about people and you care about their lives and and what's happening in their lives and some of the stuff people go through could be avoided yes. um, you know jesus said in the world you'll have tribulation but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So Jesus already did for you most of what you need, all of what you need. In him, the Bible says we are in him, and I'll read a scripture about that here in a minute. But I'm going to start out <coughs> with this this morning. Excuse me. I'm going to start out with this morning with Second uh, Corinthians chapter 13 and the fifth fifth verse it, and I encourage you to take these scriptures and write them down and then go back and read them in the, the context where they're written and and then look at yourself in the light of, of these scriptures that I'm going to share with you today and we've got several to go go through here <coughs> but I believe this will help you if you're struggling with some things in your life you need to find out why and once you find out why, then you can find out how to change them. And so uh, uh, this this will be good for you, trust me. So 2 Corinthians 13, 5. Examine yourself as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you are disqualified so how how if jesus christ is in you how would you be disqualified by not doing what he said if you turn your back on what jesus did for you and don't do it and don't believe it you're disqualified disqualified from what the benefits of what jesus did see god is a good god and he did good things for you. He said <coughs> that I know the plans that I have for you, plans of success and hope and a good ending. Now, I didn't quote that exactly right, but but the, the plan of God for you, and he's had this plan before you were even conceived. And he knows you, and he knows what you need, and he knows where he's taking you if you will follow him and yield to him and do what he says. 
But we need to make sure. Now, there's things that happen. Let me go back here. Uh, so, there's two areas that you need to examine yourself in. Uh, examine your faith. We just read that. Uh, as to whether you are in the faith. Well, if you're in the faith, what does that mean? You believe God, and you believe that he will do what he said he will do. You believe the word of God. You act on the word of God like it's true, because it is true. It's not only true, it's the truth. And if you will believe the truth, it'll take care of a lot of stuff. But you need to know what the truth is. So examine your faith. What do you believe? Do you believe the truth? Is what you believe the truth? Does it agree what you believe? Does it agree with what the Word of God says? Now, there's things that happen to people. Uh, the Bible says that uh, there are <coughs> things that are called traditions of men and doctrines of devils. And there are churches, have been churches, and probably and still are churches, that some of their doctrine uh, doesn't necessarily disagree with the Bible, but they don't preach at all. Because, let, let me use two examples. Uh, uh, in, let's see, I don't think I wrote this down as to where it is. But, um, the Bible says there's there's signs that will follow believers. These signs shall follow believers. They will cast out devils. Uh, they will <coughs> take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it will not harm them. Um, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. They will speak with tongues, with new tongues. Now, those are signs that follow people who believe. Well, there's denominations that think tongues is from the devil. There's they, there's denominations that teach that uh, on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came and, and, and fell on that bed and they spoke in other tongues, that that all ended. That all passed away when Jesus went to heaven. Well, it, that didn't all pass away. Uh, the other one... Uh, doctrine is um, laying on of hands uh, laying hands on the sick and they'll recover uh, healing uh, they think that would passed away there's some that, that believe that uh, God heals some but he doesn't heal everybody um, but that's not what the Bible says so let's find out what the Bible says examine your faith Examine what you believe. Examine your doctrines. Study the Bible. Study what you have been taught. Examine your doctrines by reading and studying your Bible. Do your doctrines, what you've been taught, what you believe, line up with the Word of God? Then uh, you study that out in the Word. Find out what God says. Ask God to help you. When you examine yourself, ask God to help you. He will show you uh, anything that doesn't line up with the Word. The Holy Spirit and God will work together, the Word of God. So you read your Bible, you study your Bible, 
you need to be in the Bible. And you need to line your life up with the Bible. The Word of God should be the first and final authority in every decision we make. What does the Bible say about this? What should I do about this situation? What does the Bible say about it? And if you can't find it in the Bible, you get some, you get some help in finding it. Uh, ask your pastor if you have a, a pastor that knows the word. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. If you have the the um, solid foundation of a pastor that you can trust and counsel with and and ha help you do that. You need to be in church. You need to hear the word. That's where faith comes from. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. And I've, I've preached this before and I'll preach it again and I'll keep preaching it because you need to be in church. Uh, you need to have a pastor that, that understands what a pastor is that will take care of his sheep and teach them and guide them and encourage them and build them up and pray for them. So examine your faith. And then the second thing, examine yourself for repentance. If you find something and you're reading the Bible and you see something and it says that, that as, as a man or woman of God, you shouldn't be doing this and you're doing it, then you need to examine yourself. Do I need to change what I'm doing? And, and then do it. Am I living as the Bible teaches a Christian should live? Do I obey God's commandments? Do I do the word? Am I a doer of the word? Examine yourself. So those two areas. Now, let's get into some of these scriptures. Let's go to Lamentations chapter 3. And if you read this in the context of where it's written, um, the children of Israel have been uh, uh, in captivity in Babylon. I can find Lamentations. I know it's in here. I just had it earlier today. I'm coming. Here it is. Lamentations chapter 3 and verse 40. says, let us search out and examine our ways and turn back to the Lord. Let us search out and examine our ways and turn back to the Lord. So if we see in the teaching, uh, uh, I remember uh, a, a pastor, I can't remember who it was, was telling about uh, this couple, that new couple came into the church. And uh, 
you know, they weren't married. Uh, they, uh, he smoked. And uh, so this brother that led them to the Lord and brought them to church got them born again. And, and nobody said anything to them about that they should be married. And he said, uh, he come in one day after church, and he says, you know, brother, uh, I don't see anybody smoking in this church. I mean, not outside the church. People go, you know, I've seen churches that uh, there's a cigarette bats all over the stairs coming into the building because people throw out their cigarettes before they go in and they light them up when they leave. But, and Brother Hagin said, you know, somebody asked him, will you go to hell if you smoke? And he said, well, not necessarily, but probably smell like you've been there. But, uh, <clears throat> but he says, I, I notice people don't smoke. And he says, no, he says, they don't. And he thought, well, maybe I shouldn't. And then, he come back uh, again, and he says, "You know, I don't, uh, I don't. Everybody seems to be married. I mean, all the couples are married." He says, "I think we should get married." He says, "Yeah, yeah, you should." But see, you see that, and people live right in front of you, and and you're a witness to people, your lifestyle, and everything you do. And Paul said, you know, it may seem right to you, but if it causes somebody to stumble, then you shouldn't do it. So you examine yourself. Uh, if you find something, a preacher preaches something, you read something in the Word, you see examples of other people uh, doing, not doing things that you're doing, and so examine yourself. Is this right? Should I be doing this? Find out what the Word says. And then examine our ways and then turn back to the Lord. That means quit doing them. Ask God to forgive you. And don't do them again. Okay, 1 Corinthians 11. First uh, Corinthians eleven. Uh, let's see. Um, now, <coughs> uh, I'm going to read verse twenty-eight. First Corinthians eleven twenty-eight. But let a man. Ex he's talking about taking communion in this chapter. And in verse 28, he says, But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. And uh, one translation of the Bible, I believe, says, die before their time. So this is serious. Uh, Jesus said, this is my blood. This is my body. The bread was his body. The wine was his blood. 
<coughs> he says, drink of it in remembrance uh, of what I did for you. In the blood and in the body of Christ, that, that his flesh and his blood that he sacrificed for us that we might have life eternal of uh, that that power that that sacrifice if you if you take that lightly and don't understand it and don't <coughs> don't examine yourself in light of it uh, the blood of God uh, that's where your protection is that's where your uh, you know, covered with the blood of God, it, it <coughs> and the the word of God, the the bread, the body of Christ, and that's not only Jesus' blood and body, but you look at you're a member of the body of Christ. We're each one part of Jesus when we accept Him as Lord and Savior, and so if you're if you're not treating your brother and sister right, if you're you're backbiting and, and stirring up strife and that sort of thing, and you're taking this communion unworthily because you're not treating the body of Christ right. <coughs> and so examine yourself in light of the sacrifice that Jesus made. You're bought with a price. You're not your own. You can't do what you want because you're you're you giving yourself unto that sacrifice that Jesus made. And it says, examine yourself and eat of the bread and drink of the cup, but do it in a right manner, discerning what Jesus did for you and your relationship with the rest of the body of Christ. <coughs> and the effect of not doing that is many are weak and sick among you and many sleep or die before their time. Okay, Galatians chapter 6. And I'm going to read this from a couple of trans translations here. Okay, uh, Galatians chapter 6, verse 4. Now this is from the New King James Version. <coughs> it says, but let each one examine his own work. That is, um, that is what you do in line with the Word of God. Let each one examine his own work, and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. <coughs> the New International Version says, Each one should test their own actions. 
then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. Uh, don't ever compare yourself to someone else. Uh, I've heard people do this. Well, for one comparison, well, at least I haven't murdered anybody. <laughs> wow. What kind of comparison is that? You know, that what an ambition. I'm better than them because they killed somebody, but I lie, steal, and cheat, and fornicate, and do all this other stuff. You know, that's, uh, don't compare yourself to one another. You know, <coughs> uh, Jesus is the measuring stick. We're supposed to be like him. We're, uh, that should be our goal, to walk and talk and live and treat other people like Jesus treated people. So, now let me read that from the Amplified Version. <coughs> Excuse me. But let every person carefully scrutinize and examine and test his own conduct and his own work. He can then have the personal satisfaction and joy of doing something commendable in itself alone without resorting to boastful comparison with his neighbor. I'm going to read the fifth verse of this. For every person will have to bear, be equal to understanding, and calmly receive his own little load of oppressive faults. See, nobody's perfect, right? But we have the responsibility of, of bearing our own faults. We can't blame other people. You know, well, my dad did this, and my mom did this, and my great-grandpapa was, was one of these, and and so now this is the way I am. But you can't, you can't do that. You have the responsibility to examine your own actions. You make your own choices. Uh, if somebody else did something to influence you to do something wrong, <laughs> that was wrong, and that's the way you grew up, and that's the way you learned it, and you see it differently in the Bible, change it. You don't have to be that way. You know, uh, <coughs> uh, take responsibility. Check out your own actions. Okay, moving on. Psalm 139. Uh, swing back over there. Psalm 139, verse 23 and 24. This should be your prayer when you're examining yourself. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. And see if there is any wicked way in me and lead, lead me in the way everlasting <coughs> see we have a choice God says I put before you life and death blessing and cursing therefore choose life you have the choice but you don't have to you can have the blessing you can choose life you can choose the life of God but go to God and let him help you he loves you he wants you to do and be right. 
He knows you. And he can show you not only where you need to change, but how to change. So, trust him. <coughs> Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. That's my cares, my concerns, my worries, my frustrations. Know them and see if there is any wicked way in me that's causing this stuff and lead me in the way everlasting. Psalm 119. And verse 59. <clears throat> I thought about my ways and turned my feet to your testimony. I made haste and did not delay to keep your commandments. See, you have the ability to change course. You consider your ways. You examine yourself. And it says, I made haste and did not delay to keep your commandments. When you see it's wrong, change it. Don't waste time. Don't, well... You know, you know, one of the biggest lies the devil uses is, I'm not hurting anybody. I'm not affecting anybody by this. It's just me. Uh, I'm not bothering anybody. Nobody knows I'm doing this. And it's, it, but see, that's a lie of the devil. And if it's not in line with the word of God, it's hurting somebody. It's hurting you. Uh, it's hurting your relationships. It's hurting <coughs> your relationship with God and so examine yourself uh, consider your ways you know the Bible says that there's a way that seems right to a man but the end thereof is destruction you don't want destruction you want that good life that God has promised you provided for you okay Psalm 26 Okay, Psalm 26, uh, verse 2. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my mind and my heart, for your loving kindness is before my eyes, and I have walked in your truth. <coughs> I'm going to read the rest of that. I have not sat with idolatrous mortals, nor will I go in with hypocrites. I have hated the assembly of evildoers. I will not sit with the wicked. I will work. So, test me, Lord, and try me. Examine my heart and mind. Is my thinking in line with the word of God? The Bible says that you renew your mind by the washing of the water of the word. And that's a transformation process. It, it, it's an ongoing process. You you line your thinking up with the Word of God, and what you think is what you'll do. So, <coughs> you you examine yourself in your thinking, Lord, Lord, and your this is your prayer to God. Examine me, O Lord, prove me. Try my mind and my heart. Is my heart right? 
Is my heart right in my relationship to you, Father? Is my heart right in my relationship with my family? Is my heart right in my relationship with my church? Is it my heart right in relationship to the world? Is my heart right? Is my thinking right? Is my thinking, the Bible says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind to the Word of God. <coughs> so, is your thinking like the world thinks? If it is, then their transformation has to be made. You need to, to adjust your thinking. You have to read the Word and meditate on it, see yourself doing it, and then do what the Word says. Okay, let's go to James. Uh, I love the book of James. Uh, if you read and meditate the book of James, you will find yourself in there somewhere, and you will have an opportunity to say, okay, uh, I need to adjust this. I need to adjust that. Um, because when Paul writing the book, the book of James... He had some correction to do with some people. And uh, the book of James is kind of a uh, examine yourself kind of book in the Bible. So let's go. James chapter 1. <coughs> and we'll start with the 23rd verse. Oh, the 22nd verse. Be, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. So we want to be blessed. God says you are blessed. Well, how are you blessed? By being a doer of the word. Uh, he who hears the word and does not do it is <coughs> deceiving himself. You know, I go to church. I sit through sermon every Sunday morning. And then I live like the world the rest of the week. And you think you're okay. But you're deceiving yourself because you're not doing a word that you heard in church. Uh, you have to be a doer of the word. And, uh, you know, the devil is real. And he goes about seeking who he may devour. And if you give him an opening... He'll take it, and he doesn't care uh, which one of your family members is involved. He doesn't care who. He doesn't care. He hates people, and so if he can deceive you, 
if he can draw you away, if he can isolate you, he can destroy you. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, I am come to give you life, and that more abundantly. <coughs> but you have to have to work at learning yourself and making the adjustments that you need to line up with what the Word of God says. And then you will be a good success. Let's go back to, I think it's Psalm 1. Okay, the first Psalm. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. <coughs> and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. So, uh, walk not in the counsel of the ungodly. Doing what the world does. You know, sinners do what sinners do. They don't know any better. They're following their father, the devil. That's why it's important that we come to a place where we're praying for people and, and sharing the gospel and living it before them and <coughs> bringing them into the kingdom. That is our call. Is go into all the world to preach the gospel. Um, everybody. God says, you know, it's not... I, I, I taught my will that any should perish, but all should have everlasting life. Well, that's our job, to bring people into the kingdom. <coughs> and we can't do that if the world can't tell any difference between us and them. Well, if, if that's what a Christian is, I don't want to have anything to do with them. At least, at least I don't backbite and talk bad about everybody. You know, that's the kind of example people live. Uh, nor stands in the path of sinners. That means hanging with them, doing what they do, looking looking like them, acting like them, talking like them. Nor sit in the seat of the scornful. And notice this is progressive. Man starts out. He just doesn't do the word. And the next thing you know, the devil's got him lying. And, or stealing or you know deceiving and and then he's he's standing and then he sits in the seat of the scornful and scorns people that are doing the word of god and <coughs> persecutes the church and and so a blessed man doesn't do any of those things and he doesn't involve himself in those things <coughs> because his delight 
is in the Word of God. You you know when you when you get filled with you get born again, you get filled with the Holy Spirit. The Word comes to live inside of you. Jesus comes to live in you. God God dwells in you. The Holy Spirit comes, and He has come to be your helper and guide and teacher. And you open up your Bible, and and it's just like there's new information that just wow, I see that now. <coughs> and you get into the Word, and and you study it, and you meditate it. You find a scripture that that. Okay, this says this is what I'm supposed to be doing, but I don't really know how to do this. But you take that scripture and you say, uh, the word of God says, like you got sickness in your body, and the word says, by Jesus' stripes I were healed. By Jesus, by the stripes Jesus took my healing. He took stripes for my healing. So, and it says, by the stripes of Jesus, I were healed. So, if I were healed, I am healed. But, but you're hacking like a <coughs> chain smoker. Excuse me. Got sinus drainage. <laughs> and it makes me cough. But I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. I receive my healing because I know Jesus took stripes for my healing and I am healed in Jesus name thank you father I thank you father for my healing and you continue to do that how long do you continue to do that till the devil leaves you you meditate that word you speak that word you you <coughs> act on that word and God will hook up with you and drive the devil off and you will walk in that healing because it's already done. Jesus already did the work for your healing. But you stand on it in faith and believe you receive it when, when Jesus did it. I, it was done. I believe it was done when Jesus did it. So it's done. And this is the lying symptom. This isn't the reality, the truth. The truth, I, I mean, the, the, what people hear and see is I've got a cough. <coughs> but what the truth is, is by Jesus' stripes, I were healed. I believe that. I receive it when I pray. And this too shall pass in Jesus' name. <clears throat> so I'm telling you, you are precious to God. God cares about you. But he cares about you too much. He loves you too much to let you dummy around and let the devil run roughshod over you and let circumstances and the ways of the world and, and the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and all those things keep you from the blessing, keep you from 
And you know, people say, well, Jesus coming back, by and by, everything will be fine. I'll go to heaven. Well, but why live on hell, like hell on earth, when you're a part of the kingdom of God, and you have a covenant with the Most High God that <coughs> was paid for by the body and the blood of Jesus, so that you can live life on earth and from a heavenly perspective. And but you have to examine yourself. You have to uh, ask God to show you where you need to change. Show you how to change. Show you what's what's wrong with your thinking. Show you what what's wrong in your heart, and correct it, change it. Ask Him to forgive you. God says He's. You, you ask for forgiveness. He's faithful and just to forgive you of all unrighteousness and restore you. And so, I believe this will help you. I believe if you will do these things, it will help you come closer to God, come closer in your walk with God, come closer in your knowledge of the Word of God, and help you be blessed and be a blessing to the body of Christ. Thank you, Father, in the precious name of Jesus. <coughs> I thank you for your word. I thank you, Father, that you said you would work with your word and confirm it with the signs following. So as we speak forth your word, it goes and does what you sent it to do. We thank you, Father, for the hearers of this, both here and on the podcast. We thank you, Father. They, I've taught this word the way you gave it to me, and I believe that they'll be hearers of it and doers of it in Jesus' name. Amen.